This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Tuesday, February the 9th, 2016. Hey, good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. Gold and silver, the physical delivery of it, and you can do so. You can call and just check it out. Find out what the price is today. Is it going up? Is it going down? It's as simple as calling Wendy at one 800 She's there to answer any questions, take your order, just be nice to you. Or you can go check us out online at allamericangold.com. Not only can you order online, but you can get the news to disturb the comfortable, where we certainly don't tell you what to think, but we give you something to think about. This show is sponsored, backed, bankrolled, whatever you want to call it. He pays for the time on the air. His name's Joe Jaquin. He's the CEO and owner of the show. He's the owner of the company, and it's a second-generation ownership. Mr. Eric was the original owner, Eric Cedarstrom. And, man, I don't know what's going on with him, but he's a seer. And Joe talks about him all the time, and I just want to tell you, Joe, what's the most recent thing he's been saying is he doing an I told you so right now? I don't know what you're talking about because I try to blind him all the time. Right. Because it's just nonsense. Talking about, you know, he called the presidential election, it certainly appears that way, a year ago, talking about Bernie Sanders, who I guess the voting has started in New Hampshire, where he is going to... I guess the only debate there is how big is he going to win, by how much is he going to beat Hillary. So so we're not going to see another Iowa caucus where it was an essential tie and coin flip? I don't think there's going to be any coin flips. All right. I don't think there's going to be any coin flips. I wonder if that's got Wall Street nervous. What, having Bernie? Having Bernie. A socialist? Having Bernie. our country? You know, I don't know, but... uh, Another great day to be alive here at the Patriot Trading Group. Uh, the, the markets, the Dow is down again today as the Japanese 10-year note is officially in negative territory and something very surprising. And I guess it shouldn't be surprising when you when you do things that you know you shouldn't do. Bad things happen. The Japanese stock market was down just under a thousand points today and in a single trading day lost over 900 points as their 10-year note is now officially negative so now you have here's the thing you can either pay the japanese a little bit to borrow your money or you can invest it in the japanese stock market i guess (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's your two choices. It was down almost 5.5% today. So would you rather lose 5.5% playing the stock market or just lose a little bit? Giving it to the Japanese government. This is the new world that we live in. And, you know, let me just give you the number again. 800-951-0592. If there's been ever a... You know, I guess maybe the height of the financial crisis, was there uh, more evidence that you needed to have some wealth insurance? But just really, I mean, just think about what I just said. Here it is. This is the, the third largest.
largest economy in the world, a country that I have referenced, a gaggle, a plethora, all these other words that I barely know the meaning of, I don't know how many times, and said, when you want to know what's going to happen in America, look over there. Right? I mean, I've said that ad infinitum. And now we see that the central banks have lost all control. So now we have another developed nation with negative rates. How does their stock market react? Essentially a thousand points wiped away in a single trading session. And and we look here at America, we got Janet Yellen getting ready to testify in front of Congress today. That ought to be a good one. Everybody on the idiot box is hoping that she doesn't say anything, um, I don't want to use the word stupid, but unintelligent. Like, we're going to keep raising rates and stuff like that. They're they're all walking on eggshells. And, and I guess it's it's something where, what do you do? Right, if you're if you're the central banks, what do you do? All the promises that were made. I mean, you look at who knows the promises made to the Japanese. Uh, we see the European banks just blowing up. I saw today, uh, what was it, Credit Suisse, the lowest price ever. It's trading lower than at the financial crisis. Barclays at some 20-year lows, the Italian banks all blowing up this morning. I mean, get used to the words capital control. Get used to it, because that's what's coming. And for those of you that don't know what capital controls are, the government's going to step in. They're going to determine what you can buy, what you can't buy, what, what you can short, what you can't short, if and or when you can actually get your hands on your money? How far away are we from banks charging you for deposits? <laughs> right? I mean, it is incredible. All the things that, that, are, that we're witnessing, and, and of course we're seeing it in the gold price, obviously, uh, the, the story of gold being dead, once again, wrong. As everybody's starting to realize that whether it's inflation, deflation, disinflation, whatever it is that you want to call it, gold is the ultimate hedge against the central banks. Patriot Radio News Hour. We got a great show lined up, including somebody who claims to have been in Fort Knox. I'm coming up next. Patriot Radio News Hour, Double J and the Love. How bad is it? Did you see the president just came out with his 2017 budget proposal? The federal government's looking to spend over $4 trillion, $4.1 trillion forecasting huge increases in the debt of the nation. Of course, that's echoing what the CBO had already let us know. Apparently, well, just like I told you, 2016 is going to be bad. 
2017 is going to be worse. 2018 is going to be even worse than that, and then every year after that. The president is also asking for another $2.6 trillion in taxes over the next 10 years. Get ready. Because that's why, you know, I wish that would be helpful. That won't even cover the increase in the, increase in the debt. If you got $260 billion more out of the American taxpayer every year for the next 10 years, it's not going to work. doesn't matter. Now, if he said $26 trillion over 10 years, then maybe we got something. Of course, the whole GDP of the country is only $18 trillion, so it's pretty hard to do. And then you start thinking about all of these things, and it just got me thinking about who has all the gold? I mean, we know one country in particular, talking about the talking about China. The stockpiling of all the gold in China? Right, they, they announced that officially anyway. We don't know unofficially, but officially they said, hey, by the way, we bought another 18 tons of gold last month. And that's what they're doing pretty much about 1% a month. And gold in, in their at least declared official holdings. They are now the fifth largest holder of gold. And as this pace continues by 2017, I think they become third, and you kind of get the picture. And they become second, you know, and eventually they start holding up the uh, the old index finger. But I got to wonder. No, not the middle finger. Uh, not that to, finger. Uh, okay, I just want to make sure. <laughs> the index finger. Where's our gold? How much gold do we have? I mean, we know what we read. It's a fair question. Right? And I know that at one point, the United States, we had over 20,000 metric tons of gold. Now, the official number today is right around 8,000 metric tons. And I've told the story a bunch of times. You know, the, the last time, we faced a deflationary cycle, the Great Depression. The government took the money. And at the time, the money was gold. Gold was $20. Right? The number one, or I'll say our bread and butter item, the $20 gold piece. In 1933, the $20 gold piece of the day was the St. Gaudens. Because Teddy Roosevelt thought the Liberties were ugly. Right? And, of course, the Liberties, they had the side profile of Lady Liberty's face. And he commissioned a guy named Augustus St. Gaudens. Gus. <laughs> Gus. He commissioned Gus. You know, that reminds me of that movie, Gus. What was it, the donkey that kicked the the kicker? No? You don't remember that oh, movie? Oh, uh, yes, I do remember that. That was a Walt Disney movie. <laughs> right, right. Those are movies like I love grew up bug, with. The, uh, right. Love Bug. Love Bug and all that. Gus later. the Philgo Kicking Donkey. <laughs> right. I don't know what the name of the movie was. but that's Maybe a great that's reference. Right. Great reference. 
So he commissioned Augusta State Gardens, and he came up with the new design that Teddy Roosevelt thought embodied the greatness of America. And, of course, that was the full-bodied Lady Liberty. And it was majestic. And, of course, all of the coins, I should say, but the silver eagles of today, the gold eagles of today, carry basically that same design. And in 1933, the Federal Reserve, you know, these central bankers who already lost control, took your money. They called it a bank holiday. And they took the price of gold from $20 to $35 overnight. Now, you got the 20 right? I, we got the, well, we got $20.67, let's be fair. Of course, 67 cents back then was a lot of money. And you get a side of beef for 67 cents. Feed your family for a week. And then they, 90 days later, they changed the value to $35. Now, why would they do this? Well, one of the things they wanted to have happen was they wanted to get the foreign governments to let go some of that gold they had been holding. They were hoarding it. And at the time, we used to make stuff here. And so all of these other countries, primarily in Europe, they bought stuff from America, unlike today where we buy things and no one buys anything from us. So they said, wait a minute. If we give you this $20 gold piece back, you're going to let us buy $35 worth of stuff instead of $20 worth of stuff? So they said, sure, we'll do that. And they did. Money poured in, gold poured into the country. All the way up, we got over 20,000 tons of it. By the 50s, these foreign governments were like, eh, you know what, we got a lot of these dollars. How about we give you the dollars back, you give us the gold. And the gold started leaving the treasury. By the, by the mid-60s, we had gone from 20,000 metric tons to 8,000 metric tons. And the government essentially cut it off. And then 1971, they told us about it. But don't be fooled, by the late 60s, they had stopped that altogether. Because they were going to run out of the gold. So it got me wondering, how much gold really is left? And then I went through our archives and I found the clip from somebody who says he's been there. Former Mint Director Edwin Moy. Ramon... Let's play the clip. Uh, this is a couple of years ago, him talking about hi- him at Fort Knox. Past director of the United States Mint was here at the Baltimore Show. Edmund Moy tells some stories about his tenure as director of the Mint. You already heard the top three questions. Uh, the fourth question uh, that I usually get is, is there really gold in Fort Knox? And I'm one of uh, the very few people in the United States that can actually say, I've been to Fort, not only have I been to Fort Knox, I've been inside Fort Knox, and I've seen the gold, so I know it's actually there. Uh, one of the uh, responsibilities of the uh, Mint Director is besides uh, running the Mint, which uh, makes our circulating coins, our uh, numismatic products, and our uh, precious gold bullion, 
Uh, I also have the United States Mint Police, and uh, that's uh, 350 people with very big guns. And uh, one of their jobs is to protect our nation's gold reserves, which are primarily at uh, Fort Knox, but also at our uh, Denver and our uh, West Point facilities. And uh, uh, as the new Mint Director, uh, it's usually pretty traditional for the Mint Director then to visit all the various uh, facilities, which I ended up doing every single year, uh, making my rounds at every single facility, holding town halls at every single shift for every single employee, just to make sure the whole family was uh, singing out of the same hymn book. Uh, and one of those facilities is the uh, Fort Knox. And it is everything that, uh, you know, the, I remember the first time seeing it, you know, there it is on a, uh, on a very large mound and uh, all the trees have been cut down around it and it just stands there shining in the sun. And uh, you, know, you think of Goldfinger, uh, you think of uh, what might actually might be in it. And then here's Mint Director, I'm going through all the levels of security to get inside. And uh, you know, my heart was beating really hard, you know, just you're, you're one of the few people that have a chance to experience history. And so anyway, uh, when I finally got in and the big uh, front doors open up and uh, when they shut, they make a huge resounding thud uh, uh, when they're locked again. Uh, uh, that's all I can tell you without uh, having to kill everybody in the audience. <laughs> but I can say that uh, we have some very dedicated uh, employees, uh, both on the civilian side and uh, uh, United States Mint Police uh, that are there. Uh, that uh, there's a lot of gold, and one of my first observations about the gold there was, uh, you think about modern uh, good delivery bars, the 400 ounce bars that are made in Switzerland, think of shiny gold, and uh, these uh, bars at Fort Knox are, um, uh, look like uh, a dirty gold with some corrosion on them, and they're not as yellow, and uh, you know, so that was one of the first things, is, it's just real gold uh, there, and uh, and then you realize, you know, Roosevelt had uh, uh, made it uh, illegal for Americans to physically possess uh, gold coins, and he melted all of those gold coins, and that's what ended up being the initial stock at Fort Knox. And a lot of those coins are 22 karat gold, uh, which then have impurities, and uh, um, and a lot of it wasn't refined when it was made into these bars that were ended up making it into uh, into Fort Knox. And so uh, when, you, when you take a look then at each bar, you realize what history is behind it, how many coins must have been melted uh, in order to, uh, to make the bar, and uh, what life stories uh, must have been part of, of all that. The other interesting thing about Fort Knox is that uh, the gold needs to be audited. And uh, so once a year, the uh, US Mint Police coordinates with the Treasury Inspector General and coordinates with the Mint Chief Financial Officer and they have to audit uh, the gold. And uh, you know, when you take a look at these uh, bars, each one's numbered. Uh, they have to be taken out, counted, uh, and uh, assayed to make sure you know they still have everything in it that they're supposed to. And then uh, when it's all done, they put back in in the same order that they're taken out. And so when you take a look at these vaults, again, I can't tell you how much is in there and how they're uh, how they're organized, but there's a lot of bricks in there. I can't tell you how many are in there, but there's a lot of them. I mean, you would think he was the director of the men in charge of Fort Knox, that he could tell you exactly how many were in there.
I mean, wouldn't that first be your logical assumption? And then you start thinking about what he said. It's called taking inventory? That doesn't sound like a real inventory to me. Usually, at the end of the inventory, they say, this is how much stuff you got. Apparently, that's not how we do inventory at Fort Knox. But he claimed that the inventory at Fort Knox is at least the initial stock, was the words that he used, were comprised of all the gold that was, well, not all of it, obviously, but comprised of gold that was confiscated from the citizenry in 1933. Matter of fact, according to the government in 1934, that's exactly what they did. They melted down a bunch of those $20, $10, $5, $2.5 gold pieces. Now, the funny thing is, is logic would say if you're going to melt them down, why wouldn't you melt them down and get all of the copper and, and the other things out of it and melt it down into pure gold? I mean, you're there doing it already. I mean, uh, valid, 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 valid decision. But they didn't. You, I, I don't know why. Because he said that the the bars were dirty. He also said they had corrosion, which gold doesn't corrode. So I'm not really sure if that was what he was trying to talk about is the impurities, the copper and whatnot. But allegedly, there is some gold at Fort Knox. He was backwards, backwards. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. Edmund Moy, former director of the Mint. That clip, by the way, that was in 2013, late 2013, so a little over two years ago, two plus years ago. His definition of what he allegedly saw inside of Fort Knox. Can't tell you how much there was. But there was a lot of dust and corrosion. (laughs) And we audited this stuff. (laughs) Now, I'm going to say, I have no doubt that there are a lot of bricks composed of the gold that they confiscated, the money. And I want to make that clear. The money that they confiscated because that's what they're going to do again. We already know it. Why? Because they've already done it before. They just change the money. This is why there's people like me that always said we should have stayed with gold and silver because that, when the gold and silver, you don't have to worry about this, this debt bubbles and all of these other things, and the money retains its buying power. You know, when we talk about if you had buried $100, in, in 1933. Okay, you buried $100. You buried $5 $20 bills. And you buried five $20 gold pieces. A generation later, right? I mean, essentially, that's one generation, right? Pretty close. You know, we're talking about 80 some years. Sure. So just about a generation. The average life expectancy, okay, about one generation later. That $100 
I'm not, I'm, and maybe I'm out on a limber, but I got to believe that could feed your entire family probably for an entire year, right, in 1933. Uh, absolutely. Right? Then you could eat real well, okay? Are you a one percenter in 1933? Probably. There you go. You take that $100 to the store, and I'm not talking about, you know, Whole Foods. I'm not talking about going to Costco. Just go to your regular, you know, go to your Kroger, your fries, whatever it may be. You can't even feed, at least my family, I got two growing boys. I got a 16-year-old and a 13-year-old boy. 100 bucks doesn't get through the week. Those five $20 gold pieces, right, you look at, at where they're at today, and you're, you're looking at, you know, close to $6,000. It's amazing, right? I could feed my family for a year with six grand. I'd like to have seven or eight. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I'm a little bigger. But you you see what happened. Who did this? Right? This is why when we sit there and we talk about the Bank of Japan today, you've got two choices. You can give them the money, and they'll let, they'll charge you for the privilege of you letting them borrow it. Or you can risk it. <laughs> <laughs> on something else because the the reality is is that what they're trying to say is that paper money that you think you you know that you think is money it's really not worth anything and they're eventually going to just give you different money right give us because they can't take the gold again right they already did that when gold was money that's not the money anymore now, don't get me wrong. They may still confiscate all the gold bullion out there. They may confiscate all the gold. Well, you don't know. Stroke of a pen, they can do what they want. But long before they do that, they're going to take what is at least perceived to be the money. We'll have another bank holiday. Right? Just ask the Greeks. Just because it's not in the headlines anymore. You know, they still ride in the streets in Greece almost every week. Their stock market is lower today than it was 10 years ago during the height of the financial crisis. They still can't take their money out of their banks. That's a sad state of affairs. Imagine that. Imagine that happening to you. And this is the thing that that really is is amazing. Because they would, you know, when you turn on the idiot box, why Why is it no one says to buy gold? If you go back to when they started allowing gold to trade, okay, because you couldn't own gold from 1933 till the early 70s here in America. And the government dictated what the price was. It used to be $20, and they said it was $35. And I want to say when it first hit the trading floor, maybe it was $42. You know that gold's up 
33 times since it started trading freely. The S&P 500 is only up 20, I want to say it's 23 or 24 times. It's a great fact. And yet, they <laughs> they try to tell you what a horrible investment that it really is. I wonder what they're going to say about gold not paying interest when they start char- charging you to put your cash in the bank. Today's special. We only have 75, because that's all there is. The coin that was the the $20 gold piece in 1933 when the government confiscated gold, talking about U.S. $20 St. Gaudens. There's no raw saints out there, none. There's no VF saints, there's no XF saints. We have 75 AU St. Gaudens. And today, if I had any raw saints, they're, they're 1400 bucks, but I don't have any. I'm going to sell these 75 AU $20 saints at $1,395 until I'm out of them. So I have 75 of them. I'm not going to put a limit. You can buy one, five, ten. If you call fast enough and you want to buy all 75 of them, you'll essentially have bought every saint that isn't graded that's available in the country, at least to me, today. At 800-951-0592. I guess you can put that in the ground. And then have your uh, your grandkids dig it out of the ground 80-some years from now. See how happy they are. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. So we need to find proof of every tax deduction I've taken in the last five years. Ron, most of these aren't even receipts. This one says, I bought supplies, 2007. You won't find any bank statements either. I've heavily invested in gold, which I've buried in several different locations around Pawnee. Or have I? (laughs) That was a great clip, Ramon. If I'm not mistaken, that's from Parks and Recreation. Golly, that was funny. I like that. Hey, listen, burying gold is a whole lot better than burying your cash. Right, I mean, it, it, I guess that's the best example because there are people out there that bury their money. Well, what's, what's really funny about that is, I go, well, you could pull a Walter White from Breaking Bad. He used With his a GPS. GPS to bury eight barrels of cash. How'd that work out for him? Oh, how about this one? Uh, this breaking today. Apparently, there's a little problem in the auto loan industry. The percentage of auto loans to buyer with the poorest credit ratings is growing faster than the rest of the auto finance market, according to a new report. Of course, that's not new. right? We know that car sales, one of the, the bright spots, uh, and we heard right at the end of 2015 and into 2016, all the uh, big car dealers, hey, 
Auto sales have peaked. They're starting to slow down. And I, and I thought that was kind of interesting. And then now it makes sense. Because you know what else is increasing? Is the amount of people defaulting on these car loans. And who's doing the defaulting? Well, let's see. The people with the really bad credit. <laughs> There's a shocker. All they can think of now, right now, because I just watched the movie The Big Short, and now where they were giving anybody who had a stick of gum a loan on a house. And that's what they're doing with the cars right now. Listen to this. This is what I'm talking This is... My mind is blown. The average amount owed on loans 60 days past due ranged from $737... I'm going to assume that's two payments worth, 60 days, to $3,042? That's people getting a little more expensive car. (laughs) Well, think about the average price of a car these days. What is the average price of a car? I wish I could answer that question The average price of a new car was $34,000. $34,000 to take it off the lot. So now all of a sudden we're starting to see a spike. In, in delinquencies, in car payments. How about this note? This note came out uh, yesterday. J.P. Morgan, central banks t- tried to control the world and failed miserably. Says the Grim Reaper holds a global, uh, well, I, I guess, what do they call his little, I, I want it's not a sickle. What is that Grim, what does he hold? Um, that big blade. I forget what it's called, but it, it, it says that uh, over the past decade or so, central banks around the world have made some unprecedented moves. The Federal Reserve keeping interest rates at zero for seven years. The Fed, the European Central Bank, the Bank of Japan, all with their massive quantitative easing programs now the bank of the japan and the european central bank going into negative rates all of this of course done with the intention of keeping the global economy afloat think about really think about what what we just said right there in a couple sentences you were right with sickle, but what it's called is the warskite. Okay. I, okay. I, I, as soon as you asked, I went to the World Wide Web there, and it's called the skite. Gotcha. Well, with that thing. There okay. you go. There, there you go. <laughs> According to David Kelly, chief strategist for J.P. Morgan, instead of helping the world economy, all the central banks have done is harm it. He must listen to this show. The most infuriating thing is that the central banks think that they can control the world. And the reality is they failed miserably. In an article with the Business Insider, it's truly astonishing that after 20 years of trying and failing to help the economy with low interest rates that they thought that was doing something like negative interest rates is the answer. In fact, it's actually going to be bad for the economy and bad for the world. And this is how it's going to end. It's going to end badly. You're going to wake up one morning and the Dow's going to be down a thousand. 
And then the next morning, it's down another thousand. And maybe it's down two thousand. And then Wall Street doesn't open. And it happens. And people don't think it happens that it happens just that fast. Remember the financial crisis. Right? Jim Cramer goes on this epic rant about how the Federal Reserve knows nothing. The Dow's at 6,700 points, and the traders are like, the market's not going to open on Monday. And at least for a little while, what did we do? We bailed them all out. We spent trillions to give the illusion of prosperity. And now here we sit, nothing's working. Quantitative easing isn't working anymore. Zero doesn't work anymore. Negative rates aren't working. The president comes out and releases a budget where the deficits just start exploding. Wall Street continually getting hammered. You know, think about this. Crude oil was about $45. And the Dow was 18,000, ready to go to 19,000. Oil's at 30. The Dow's at 15 and change. Oil's going into the team. That's how much there is. So where does that leave the Dow? Maybe at 12? I wonder what that's going to do to CEO's bonuses. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment on a Tuesday. The Dow is down just under a hundred points right now, fifteen thousand nine hundred and change. The Nasdaq's down another twenty. The S and P is down seven. Gold's down two dollars after the the big move yesterday, eleven hundred ninety five dollars and fifty cents. Uh, silver's down a cent at fifteen dollars and forty one cents. Crude oil. Down another twenty-five cents at twenty-nine dollars and forty-five cents. Today's special: the extremely rare and hard to get. It's amazing to say that. Talking about U.S. twenty-dollar Saint Gaudens. These are all AUs, which are almost uncirculated. This is right before the, the the level right before they get slapped. Thirteen hundred and ninety-five dollars. There's only seventy-five of them. And literally that's all that's available to me in the entire country today. That isn't a graded twenty dollar Saint Gaudens. So I think about uh the mint director, the clip that we played. How many $20 Saints got melted down, allegedly, that are in that are sitting now inside of Fort Knox. And how much of the pre-33 gold is left out there? Pick them up while you can. AU $20 Saints. 
at $1,395. That's, and listen, I'm telling you, you're saving 55 bucks per coin on that special. That's how deep we've cut it back to get it to 1395 at 800-951-0592. Uh, this just hitting the tape. The government now, the White House, is projecting that interest cost will make up the entire deficit in five years. Once again, I don't think the government has any clue what is happening in the world today, but even they, in the rosiest of rosy projections, no, there's no stopping it. We've already passed that point. And now we're sitting here, and this is what we have that is going to be facing us. No amount of tax increases. I mean, I guess if we went back to 70, 80, 90% tax rates, maybe. Maybe at that point we could have a balanced budget. I, I wonder what our founding fathers would think. You know, is, is, this the, is this the America that we all wanted? Quite honestly, though, I guess on the good side, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. The only way we're going to become a great nation again is to go through the process. We need to have it happen. We need to default. They need to shut it down. They need to, to get a, a heavy dose of reality. It's going to be painful. It's going to be painful for everybody. The only difference is the people that own some gold, it'll be a little less painful. But don't kid yourself. This is going to be an ugly ride. You know, and I wish that by saying, hey, if you own a bunch of gold, you're, you're going to be great. Maybe financially. Patriot Radio News Hour. Time to take stock. Make sure at least your financial house is in order. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back on a hump day tomorrow. Everyone have a great day. Take care. 